Hey Hoopheads, happy Mother's Day. Today we're going to take a look at the Western and Eastern Conference Finals matchup. We're going to take a look at each team and see who I believe is going to come out ahead of each series. And then also uh, take a look forward at the uh, final outcome and who I think is going to win it all. Stick around. All right. Well, last time we started off on the East Coast, so it's only fair that today we start off on the West Coast where we have the Rockets and the Warriors squaring off in the Western Conference Finals. Now, this has been the matchup that a lot of people have been waiting for all year long, and I think it's uh, been said by a lot of folks that whoever wins this round is going to go on to win the championship, and I don't necessarily think that's wrong. Um, Looking at it on paper, I think you have to give the Warriors a slight advantage. Um, They didn't have the regular season that the Rockets did, but they also had to deal with um, some pretty big injuries there. Uh, I mean, pretty much every one of their All-Stars seemed to have gotten hurt at some point down the stretch. But at the end of the day, uh, four All-Stars trumps two All-Stars. And so on paper, at least, you have to give the edge to the Warriors. Uh, now, uh, if you look at the way that both teams play, on offense at least, uh, I, I think it's interesting that they, they kind of play opposite styles, but they, they really end up getting the same results. The Warriors have a ton of weapons on the outside of the perimeter. And because of this, teams can't sag off the perimeter. They have to play up tight. They have to uh, really spread their defense out. And the Warriors take advantage and will a lot of times burn you by cutting to the hold, making uh, nifty backdoor passes um, and uh, a lot of screens and cuts. And uh, the result is you get a lot of threes and you get a lot of layups. Uh, the Rockets, on the other hand, uh, have two of the best penetrating guards in the game in James Harden and Chris Paul, and they like to take it to the hole, and if the, there's too much traffic in there, they will kick out to one of their many three-point shooters uh, who will then burn you from the outside. Uh, the end result is you get a lot of threes and a lot of laps. So both teams... Um, get threes and layups. That's the name of their game. The Rockets do it by penetrating uh, to the basket and then dishing out, and the Rockets doing by forcing defenses out to spread out and then penetrating when when it's open. Um, Both teams are also very good foul shooting teams, and uh, they tend to get to the, the line quite a bit. Um, and then to add to that, both teams have great defenses. Um, the Warriors are led by Draymond Green, who has uh, his name in the all-defensive uh, player of the year uh, conversation seemingly every year. And, and the Rockets do a great job of playing defense as well, uh, and they're anchored by their center, Clint Capella. Now, both these teams were fantastic throughout the year, and their records show that. The Rockets had the edge, having the better record uh, throughout the regular season. Um, But don't put too much stock into regular season records. It will matter for a reason that we'll discuss later. uh, But you really just can't place too much emphasis on how a team did during the regular season. You look at the Raptors in the East. They had the best record in the East with 63 wins, and they got swept in the second round by Cleveland. Uh, Look at the Blazers in the West. They had the third best record in the league, and they got swept by the Pelicans. So regular season, um, while it is important, it does not necessarily predict uh, the outcome of uh, the playoffs. 
And uh, with these two teams, that's, that's no exception. Uh, both teams, at the end of the day, are great teams, regardless of what they did during the regular season. Uh, they just have a sheer amount of star power that very few teams in the league can match. Um, between the two teams, they have six players that have combined for 36 all-star appearances. 36. That's a mind-boggling number. James Harden, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green have gone to 36 all-star games. The Warriors also have Andre Iguodala, who is no longer an all-star, uh, but did make an all-star appearance once in his career as well. So there's going to be some fantastic basketball in this series. And uh, the thing that's most exciting about watching all-stars play in the playoffs is they make big plays. If their team is down and they need a bucket, they will give you that bucket. And when their team's on the run, they will make that extra bucket to really put the exclamation point on it. So it's going to come down to a very much a punch and counterpunch type series where you see one team get ahead and then the other team get right back in it. Uh, I believe this is going to be one of those series where a 10 or 12 point lead going into the fourth quarter uh, doesn't guarantee anything because uh, both these teams have the ability to come back and put up points very quickly. So it's going to be a very tight series. I believe there's going to be a lot of back and forth. And uh, that brings us down to the question, who is going to win the series? So my prediction, the Rockets are going to win the series. Now, I have two reasons for this prediction. Now, I know a lot of NBA experts are going to point to the Warriors uh, because of their playoff experience, because they've won two championships in the past three years, uh, and because they have four All-Stars on their team. Uh, but the Rockets have played dominant basketball all year long, and they have really found a nice rhythm that's lasted an entire season, an entire 82-game season. And I'm not just looking at their regular season record. I'm looking at trends, and they haven't had bad trends really all year long, whereas the Warriors definitely had some bad trends after the All-Star break. Most of this is due to injury. When you have pretty much every single All-Star on your team go down at some point or another, and you're playing with a depleted roster, that's going to happen. But you have to take the time to reintegrate those players back into the flow of your offense and of your defensive schemes as well. And the Warriors have to do that a lot more than the Rockets do. Now, it does look like the Warriors have found uh, a lot of their swagger. I mean, they beat the Pelicans four games to one in, in the second round, and the Pelicans are a very good team. But the they have not been tested by a team of the Rockets' caliber. Whereas the Rockets uh, have really been in rhythm, with or without Chris Paul's injuries, they've really been in rhythm pretty much the entire season. Um, and that's going to play into effect. I believe that when the game's on the line and every possession counts, the team that has the best chemistry and the best rhythm has the advantage. The other reason why I believe the Rockets have an advantage in the series comes down to home court. And this is where, I said earlier, a uh, regular season record will come into play. Um, not to say that these teams can't, can't win on the road. Both teams are great on the road, and they're, they're absolutely dominant at home. Um, do I believe that the Warriors can go into Houston and take a game? Yeah, absolutely. But I also believe that the Rockets can go in, into Golden State and do the exact same thing. So um, when you look at the, the way the games are going to be played, you got seven games, four of them, if, if the series goes seven, four of them are going to be in Houston and three of them are going to be in Golden State. Well, no matter how you slice it, that's an advantage for Houston. And so because of the fact they've been in rhythm longer and because of the fact they have home court advantage, I'm going to call this series seven games, Rockets take it. 
All right, and now it's time to talk about the East, where you have King James and the Cavs taking on the Boston Celtics. Now, a lot of people wrote off the Celtics at the beginning of the season when they lost Gordon Hayward uh, in the very first game of the year. And uh, the Celtics were able to prove a lot of people wrong behind the strong play of Kyrie Irving and uh, were able to stay very, very relevant during uh, in the East Coast. And uh, they, for long stretches of the year, challenged the Raptors for the top record in the East. And then Kyrie Irving went down. And pretty much everyone, including myself, wrote off the Celtics uh, for the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they might maybe win the first series, but I don't think anyone really expected to see the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, except perhaps the Boston Celtics. Now, all credit has to be given to Coach Brad Stevens, who's done an amazing job of getting the absolute most out of his players and out of his lineups. Uh, it doesn't really seem to matter who goes down. He finds someone to take their place. Um, in this very last series, we saw Jalen Brown go down. Well, next man up, they got the job done. And the Celtics deserve to be where they are. They have earned it, and uh, I don't think anyone can sell them short. And they're going to have their toughest challenge of the year in squaring off against LeBron James. The Cavs, on the other hand, uh, have have really struggled throughout the course of the year. I mean, this has been one of the worst regular seasons uh, for LeBron in, in quite some time. And they were challenged and pushed very hard in uh, the first round against the Indiana Pacers. And it looked like there for a minute that King James might have his very first first round elimination. Well, the Cavs decided to reinsert Tristan Thompson in for game seven. And all of a sudden, they can't lose. Um, And they went on to sweep the Raptors in very impressive fashion. And here they are, and they look like they have uh, command and control of the series before the series has even started. So let's look a little deeper into these these two teams, into the matchups, and uh, we'll see who I believe is going to come out ahead. As you dig deeper into both these teams, it actually becomes harder to make a prediction of who is going to be coming out ahead of this series. Uh, you look at the Cavaliers, and on paper, they're they're just not that good of a team. Uh, their defense has been middle of the road uh, overall as far as defensive rating goes, and their overall net rating uh, has not been very impressive. It's been barely, barely uh, in the positives this season. Um, so you might look at them and go, well, how did a team with these stats get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, I think we all know the answer to that is LeBron James. When you have the best player in the league on your team, you're going to have a chance to win any game. And uh, you force every team that plays against you to decide, are they going to guard LeBron and try to contain him? Or are they going to make sure that nobody else uh, goes off and let LeBron get his? Uh, The Celtics are difficult to predict because they've had so much roster turnover and they've seen a lot of their players have to change their roles uh, throughout the season. And Brad Stevens has done an amazing job of plugging those holes and getting his players to compete. I believe he should be the coach of the year. But you still have to look at this roster and go, well, who's going to make the big plays? Who is going to score for them down the stretch when they need it? Um, they have three players who have really elevated their games in the playoffs. Uh, Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford have all improved the scoring averages by more than four points a game. So that's going to make up for a lot of the loss that they've suffered th- uh, throughout this year. Jason Tatum and Terry Rozier especially have been great, and they've uh, gone from averaging about 12 points a game each to both of them are now putting up over 18 points a game in the postseason. 
which is very impressive, especially considering Jason Tatum is a rookie. Uh, so the Celtics have found a way to get the job done, and their players have been great at being flexible with their roles and uh, doing what has been needed to be done, and uh, when their number's called, they step up. Uh, and and overall, that makes this series, like I said earlier, very difficult to predict because you're not sure who is going to be the go-to guy for the Celtics, and you're not quite sure which Cavaliers team is going to show up. Uh, so who is going to win the series? Well, that is the question. From everything that I've read online, from everything I've heard from NBA experts and NBA analysts, nobody seems to be giving the Celtics any real chance of beating the Cavs. Everyone seems to be saying the Celtics are a great young team, they've been very well coached, uh, they're going to give the Cavs a run for their money, but, or they're going to challenge the Cavs, but, they're going to play a great series, but, um, and no one seems to think that the Cavs can uh, actually lose to these Celtics. Well, I don't blame anyone for thinking that. I mean, the narrative has been for how many years now that uh, LeBron James makes it to the finals. I mean, that's just what he does. He's done it for so many years in a row. Nobody expects to see him lose. However, I think this is the year that LeBron James is going to lose before getting to the finals. I believe the Celtics are going to be able to pull this one off. And uh, the biggest reason why is uh, I believe the, uh, the Cavaliers have been playing with fire for far too long this season. At some point... Being that inconsistent as a team is going to come back to bite you in the butt. There's going to be a, a point in one of these games where LeBron James needs his teammates at a critical point, and they're not going to be there for him. He is an amazing player. He is like a Superman on the court, but he cannot do everything. This is ultimately a five-man game, um, and the the Celtics have been playing five guys on the court, whoever it is, and they've been finding ways of beating adversity and getting the job done. And when you have a coach like Brad Stevens, uh, who is, I believe, the the best coach in the game right now, when you have him be able to look at a team like Cleveland, who's shown inconsistencies, who's shown weaknesses, he's going to be able to find those weaknesses and exploit them and be able to get his team over the hump. So I believe the Celtics are going to shock the NBA community, and they're going to take this one in six. All right, well, after uh, looking at both conferences, I called the Rockets coming out ahead in the West, and I picked the Celtics to win the East. So that gives us the finals matchup of Celtics and Rockets. And who takes that? Uh, I believe the Rockets are going to win that one. Uh, unlike Cleveland, the Rockets do not have uh, glaring weaknesses. They have not been plagued by inconsistencies. There's not a whole lot there for Coach Brad Stevens to exploit. Uh, it's going to be one team with too much talent against another team, and I, I believe that this year the Rockets are going to be the NBA champs. Uh, let me know if you agree. Let me know if you disagree. Next time on Hoop Heads, we're going to look at game one of each series, and we're going to look at the bad, we're going to look at the good, and uh, we're going to see how uh, those games stack up with my predictions. Until then, have a good one.